gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your boy, the nonprofit sector connector, Tommy D. This show is called Philanthropy and Focus. Happy Veterans Month. Month of July here on the program is Veterans Month. And I got my Uncle Sam hat. Here's what I want. I want you to do what you can to support the organizations, the nonprofits that support our veterans. And we're doing that here every week on the program. We're bringing on organizations. Today, we got a twofer. I love a twofer. Today, we got two incredible leaders of two incredible organizations that are supporting and giving our veterans the resources that they need, helping our veterans access the resources that they need. Every week on Philanthropy and Focus, I tell you a couple of things. I say, we're going to help organizations tell their story and amplify their message. And today we get to do a twofer, as I say. I call myself Tommy D. I also call myself the nonprofit sector connector. And uh, this has become a mission for me, gang. This is what it is. This has become my mission is to get out here and help these organizations tell their stories, help connect them to my network, help you all who are listening understand what these organizations are doing, the special work that organizations are doing. And this kind of came to me, this idea of, of having all of the episodes of the show this month dedicated to veterans organizations came to me. I really think it came to me like on a, on a Saturday morning when I was at the American Legion here in my neighborhood on Long Island, where they were raising the SAR flag, the um, suicide and remembrance flag out in front of the Legion. I'd met a bunch of the guys at the Legion Friday night at a cornhole tournament. And then uh, because I can't stop myself, I was helping them put the chairs away and I made a lot of new friends. And they said, Tommy, we're having a flag raised here tomorrow. Uh, would you come by? And I, I was there and I met uh, Eileen Shanahan, who was on the show last week. I met uh, a couple of young men from Sail Ahead who will be on the show next week. They take veterans out sailing and uh, met, a, met very, very special people. So I think that was so, sort of where this came from about that idea. And I said, I'm going to get myself a ridiculous Uncle Sam hat and I'm going to wear that during the show, which I probably won't wear during the whole show today because um, it looks a little silly as I stare at myself. Guys, Louis, what do you think, Frank? Is it silly, the hat, or is it is it becoming of me? What do you think? Very patriotic. Thank you. It is patriotic. Thank you. Louis, what about you? Weigh in on this. It looks good in there, man. It looks keep it good. on. It looks good. All right. I'll keep it on. I got the stars behind me, like the, the little star lights I bought. And, you know, the air conditioner sometimes hits the hits old glory here. And, and, you know, the flag waves a little bit, too. So it's special. This is I'm thrilled to have Frank Amalfitano here. I'm thrilled to have Louis Falco here. Two different organizations. But, there, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a couple of shout outs because, I call myself the nonprofit sector connector. And if it wasn't for the people in my network looking out for me and making the relationships and making the connections that I ask them to do, I don't get to meet new people. So my friend Vicki Elner introduced me to Louie. She said, you got to know each other. You know, Tommy's doing some stuff with the radio show and, and Louie, you're doing with the work with the Veterans Operations Initiative, Operation Initiative, excuse me. And uh, you need to know each other. And then I was saying to my friend Yolanda Rabano Gross over at Options for Community Living out here in Long Island, I said, check it out. I'm dedicating the whole month to veterans organizations. She said, veterans organizations. And she said, you need to know Frank Amalfitano over at United Veterans Beacon House. And I said, okay, set it up. Please make the introduction. And um, Frank and I got a chance to get on a call together. And, and now I'm just thrilled to have both of you leaders here. So first, I did what I wanted to say. We got a lot to cover today. I just want to ask you both, Louie, how are you this morning? And then I'll get to Frank. Louie, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm <laughs> everything's moving right along. Good, good. All right. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome to my attic. Frank, welcome to my show. Welcome to the attic. What's going on with you this morning? And then we'll just dive in. But how are you, sir? I'm fine today. You know, it's a, it's a, 
my day is a, every day is chaotic for us. It changes from minute to minute. Yeah, I get it's it. Part of what we do. It's part of what you do. Yeah. So you're both, you both served in our military. Maybe we could talk a little bit about that. Both served in, in the Vietnam era, correct? Yes. Yes. Why don't we start a little bit about that? I mean, I'll, let me lay out the show for people because we have a, we do have some definition of what we're going to do. I want to get to know each other a little bit. We're going to come back. We're going to play some music. I'm going to do my best, you know, DJ Johnny Fever from like WKRP in Cincinnati. In fact, <laughs> I'm just going to put on the shades. In fact, really, Dylan's going to be the one. Dylan, my buddy behind the scenes, our producer, is going to play some music, some music that Louie had sent over to me. Uh, when we come back from that second, we'll come back and do our second segment. Frank's going to really dive in and tell us about United Veterans Beacon House. Our third segment is going to be Louie telling us about his organization. And then uh, we, when we come back, as we always do in that fourth segment, I call it the lightning round. But it's like, guys, what do you need? What's upcoming? What's the future? How can my friends and my people and, and the folks I know support your organizations. So before we do all that, I'd like uh, whoever wants to start. Frank, you want to start us off? How about that? Just so uh, tell us a little bit about your background and service and then Louie, obviously, as well. Uh, I was in the Air Force, United States Air Force. I was a canine handler, security policeman. And then uh, in that uh, division, there's a canine branch. And I became canine uh, in 19, I hate to admit it, (laughs) 1968. And then I uh, shipped out to Vietnam. I was in Vietnam from 68 to 69. I left the Air Force after four years as a sergeant and went into civilian life and uh, became an owner-operator. Most of my earlier career was in trucking. And then quite by accident, I walked into a little thrift store in Kings Park. And a gentleman in the thrift store says to me, are you a veteran? I said, what's it to you? He says, are you a Vietnam vet? And I said, what's it to you? He said, what if I tell you there's 300? Now, I'm going back to 1965, 66. He said, what if I tell you there's 300,000 veterans sleeping on the streets of our country every night? I said, I wouldn't believe you. I said, I come from a family of veterans. My parents, uh, you know, my mother worked in a defense plant. My father was in World War II. My uncles, uh, they were all veterans. My cousins, we, you know, we had a whole generations of veterans. He proved it to me. At that time, the VA was announcing statistics and the Department of Defense, 300,000 homeless veterans. Today, uh, some 20 some odd years later, 25, 26 years later, uh, the, the, the count is much lower, but we still have homeless veterans. It's now under 100,000. Uh, the last time I looked, I think they were advertising about 60,000 homeless veterans. But these are documented homeless vets. We can house any homeless veteran in New York State, in Suffolk County, in 24 hours. Documented. So so I, I want to get into that a little bit when we talk more about Beacon House, because I want to understand, you know, documented versus there's folks that just, I guess, are couch surfing, I think is the way they say it, or living with other folks, right? Or they're just not reported that, you know, they're off the grid, so to speak. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Any veteran, first of all, Frank and Louie and everybody listening, you know how pissed off I get about this stuff. It's absolutely ridiculous that anybody in this country should be homeless, should be living on the street, should be food insecure. I can't solve all those problems this morning. But the fact that our veterans who have served us are, are, and have served this country are homeless or food insecure, or not getting services. That's an absolute tragedy and a travesty, in my opinion. So look, I say this to you, Frank, with all my heart, I appreciate you. Thank you for your service. 
and thank you for what you're doing today. And we're going to get more into that, but I want Louie to jump into Louie, a little bit about your background. Let's set some context for my, my friends, my listeners, my folks that are in the, in the know here. Okay. I come from a family of veterans. My grandfather uh, fought it on San Juan Hill with Teddy Roosevelt. My uncle Anthony is a Silver Star recipient, first Ranger Battalion, Ethiopia and Sicily. My father was the United States Marine Corps artillery. They secured the hill on Iwo Jima to put the flag up. My brother Joe was a forward observer for the largest battle of Vietnam, Way City. And I was a point man in Nam. Louis, Louis, again, thank you for your service. Thank you for your family service. And again, it goes to this point of people who people who get involved in my experience in nonprofit are people who want to help, who want to be part of the change, who want to make an impact. And when I meet with veterans who are doing the work you're doing, and there's this whole lineage of veterans in a family like that, it's uh, it just makes sense that the service continues and that folks like, like yourself and Frank would get involved to be part of of the solution and really making that impact of, of improving other people's lives. I mean, uh, was it something when you were growing up, Louie, where you kind of always knew just kind of looking to your uncle Anthony and your grandfather and and things like that. And then you and you and your brother, Joe, like, was it like, we're going to serve this country. Was it kind of obvious thing or what? My father used to come home. We had to be in front of him for command inspection with our rifles and our Salvation Army stripes on our side of our jackets there. And he'd go through a command post the whole bit. We've seen the sands of Iwo Jima at least 40 times before I even got to Paris Island. I could play everybody's part there. But my father said, there's two things you got to have in life. You got to have love of country and love of family. And he was so right. I love that. I I, I love it. Um, You know, I, there's something special about this month for me and, and getting to to know new folks. And, and, and before we got the show started, I was telling you both about, um, so, so far this month, we've had uh, Vin, uh, uh, Vince from, um, from bridge uh, out of uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut from uh, homes for the brave. We had Eileen Shanahan last week from an organization called warrior ranch foundation. And then you guys, and then two more episodes like this, and what's important for me is making these connections. So before the show started, I said Deb Jeanette from Veterans Yoga Project has been on the show. And I think and when we get into, Louie, what you're doing with the manual and everything you're doing with your organization to support individuals with PTSD, uh, I think the connections of these organizations together, you know, to, to rising tide, as they say, lifts all boats, lifts all ships, right? We're better off together. Uh, I think yes. there's a lot of that collaboration that's going to come out of this. Uh, and come out of these connections. But so what's great for this today, I said, I joked a little bit and, and my buddy, Steve Fry, who has a show on the network right after me, loves to put his sunglasses on. I really don't know how he does it because these glasses are so dark. I don't even really see you guys anymore. I kind of see images, but um, but I, I am now the DJ. Dylan is now the DJ. Dylan, let's take it away because I want to do it like we talked about before the show. We're going to listen to Vietnam Express. When we come back from the break, we'll listen to the end of that song, Vietnam Express. And then Frank Amalfitano, who leads... United Veterans Beacon House will be telling us the story about the organization, the programs. So Dylan, as we rehearsed it, take us away with a little music, please.
business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join us. 
sector connector and my job is to do just that make these connections for nonprofits have them come on my program help them tell their story and amplify their message we got but dylan i know i asked you to play some music when we get back but let's hang tight on that because i just want to louie those vocals and the lyrics sounds like a guy i know anybody i know singing that song <laughs> <laughs> yeah you sure do know him <laughs> sound great man i love it and that was Sounds like Jojo Falco in there. That's a little Jojo Falco music, right? Yeah, Jojo Falco's playing that guitar, man. You can lick that thing up, man. Oh, sounds great, man. I want to see you guys do that 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 song live. I mean, I felt the emotion in the song. Um, there is a, a little more segment of it. Um, you know, I was going to have Dylan play like the last 45 seconds, but I'm, I'm, I'm worried that we're going to run out of time. So I, gang, if you reach out to me, shout out to Mick Collins, obviously on the on the Facebook, putting stuff out there. Gary Glick, hope others wake up. For, for the Jewish War Veterans of New York. Shout out to Gary. I don't know if you guys know Gary, but maybe you should know Gary. It sounds like Gary's a great guy. Great guy. Friend of ours. Good. Gary, look forward to meeting you, man. Maybe we get you on the program at some point. Uh, look, I made July Veterans Month here on the show, but I can make it. I, it's my show. I can do whatever I want. So I can bring anybody on the show to talk about veterans anytime I want to. So let's do this. Dylan, as I, I change my mind sometimes, let's hold off on the music. Let's jump in because I got... United States Air Force from 1968, served in excuse me, four years with the Air Force, currently the CEO of United Veterans Beacon House. Under his leadership, the they have tripled the number of veterans that the organization reaches. They manage 52 locations, have served 27,000 U.S. veterans, and just an increase in services. But, you know, there's been challenges around, as many of us know in the nonprofit sector, funding and how that goes. Frank Amalfitano, you've been with the organization how many years? Well, I became the CEO in 1999. I became a volunteer earlier than that, uh, 99, 95, 96. A long time, many, many years, over almost almost 30 years you've been connected to the organization, right? Oh, yeah. So tell us about this organization. Tell us about the work you do. Tell us about who you're impacting, and, and let's just start there. I know we're going to run out of, out of time before we run out of, run out of words, but let's get started, please. The Beacon House was started by a group of Vietnam vets that came back in the 60s. And they started to uh, travel from Manhattan to Montauk, uh, assisting veterans along the way that they found living under bridges in abandoned homes, abandoned buildings. And wherever they found them, sleeping on other people's couches, somebody told them they would go there and they hooked them up with the VA and, and services. And in 1994, they incorporated. And I came on the scene in 99. Let me stop you for a sec. So th- that there, w- was it an organization or was it just a bunch of concerned citizens going out and, and doing this good work? It sounds like, you know, it was just getting started. So talk to me about that. Well, they actually were, they, the members that organized Beacon House were also members of uh, Veterans of the Vietnam War, which the, that organization uh, had advocated for Agent Orange and a lot of other things on a national level. And they, they went to a meeting in Pennsylvania where they were headquartered and they found it was a beacon house there. And they brought the idea back to New York. They sold it to the, they presented it to the Northport VA. And then from there, it just grew. They started networking with other organizations. And then, and then like I said, in 95, I stumbled across them in that little thrift store. In 99, I became the CEO. And then we built it from 
from that time to this time, we started out in 99, we were $20,000 in the red. And now we're working in, in the black, as they say, financially. And we had all volunteers back then. Today, we have 130 some odd employees. Wow. We've expanded the mission. Uh, and the reason I expanded the mission was to create jobs for veterans. I love that. Let's hold it one there one second. So obviously vocations and jobs are critically important. I want to hear about that. What I want to understand though is the VA was there, right? So this United Veterans Beacon House is helps folks get there. And then you're going to tell me about all the services that are provided, but it was um, you, co you collaborate with the VA. We actually partner with the VA. We have an MOU with the VA. But the, 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 there is a restriction. With the VA to get benefits, you have to have other than a dishonorable discharge. Okay. And that's a form called a DD-214, which some of your listeners uh, may know of, may not. But that DD-214 is a document that follows a veteran for the rest of his life and tells your whole uh, military history. It's an important document. It actually is the document that backs up the certificate of discharge. Okay. I, I remember, you know, I worked a little bit in the mortgage industry. My brother's in the mortgage business. And um, when you were qualifying for certain loans, uh, veterans, that is, the, the DD-214 was something that came up. So so tell me about the, the that collaboration and the programs that Beacon House is really providing to these veterans. How do you engage with them? How do you get started? Tell me about that. Well, the, the VA had at that time, they had uh, emergency housing, very limited. So they were, they were in need of transitional and permanent housing. That's what they, what the VA in Northport at least didn't have in this, this particular area. So we developed transitional housing along with the VA. So we provide the housing and we oversee the, the management of the locations, but with the condition to all the veterans that come in, that they will go to the VA. We get them hooked up with the VA. So, okay. So you, somebody's having a tough spot. They're, maybe they're living on the street, couch surfing, whatever that couch surfing gang, meaning I, I, I don't have a place to stay, but I go to friend's house and then this friend's house. And I, I'm not really, I don't have my own home. So the, the, the kind of the, the importance here is they must, in order to qualify to be in a Beacon House residence, they need to engage with the VA and get the, the different services, correct? Well, not necessarily. Those are veterans that want that service. Okay. We, we do have outside that program for veterans that have other than honorable discharges. Okay. We can service them also outside of the VA, but we have wraparound services. They, they are a veteran, and they were young kids at the time. Things happened, and they got in trouble. And they, in a lot of cases, people want to turn their lives around. But 100%. the point of the VA is that the VA, for an honorably discharged veteran, provides a tremendous amount of services. And here's the saddest part of this whole 25-year experience of mine. A lot of veterans don't know it. Don't know that those services are available? They don't even know they exist. Oh, they why, think Frank, they why is that? I, I don't know. Why do they, they not They have to be combat veterans. You okay. don't have to be a combat veteran. Oh, they the think... Oh, the, so, uh, look, I'm sorry, we're talking over each other. It's on me, but is it... They think that they have to be combat veterans, that if they were working on... You know, if they were a mechanic or they were in some other role, they some people have this assumption that they don't qualify. Yes. So let's talk. Tell them that. Tell. Can we talk about that, please? Yeah, they do qualify. They're veterans, honorably discharged, or other than dishonorably discharged. 
So there, there's a ton of services out there. So we, one of the main things we do when somebody comes to us for help uh, or assistance, we, we qualify them for their benefits, whatever that may be. Social Security, disability, uh, VA benefits. So we, we advocate with that. And a lot of, I, I got to tell you, a minimum 25% of the, the 27,000 veterans didn't know that they were entitled to benefits. A quarter, a quarter of these veterans that you've served over the least, these last 25, 30 years as an organization did not even realize they were. So I, I, where do you, I, I don't want to make anybody like say somebody is wrong here, but is that, why do these folks don't know? Is it because it takes an organization, I guess, look, I'm the, I'm the guy who's always talking about nonprofit. If it wasn't for your organization, educating these individuals that they have access to these services, they just don't know. I wonder in my own mind, why don't they know? Why is I don't know, should the government, when, they, when they're honorably discharged, should they receive a packet and say, here's all your stuff, here's what you can do? Or maybe it's just not organized well enough like that. Well, the, the government does, they have a discharge plan. But in a lot of cases, a lot of veterans like myself, you know, I just wanted to get out. I don't want to hear what they had to say at the right, time. I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm right. out of here. I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't even went to the VA until 1999, actually. Right. So your services. So again, did you, were you aware that the services were there yourself before you became part of what you're doing? I knew the VA was there, but I, I thought it was if you got sick. If you got sick at the hospital, right? I yeah. didn't know about all these other services. Incredible. Incredible. Well, so let's do this, Frank. Shout out the website real quick. So people, we've shared it. Mick Collins has obviously shared it on Facebook for me. But let's, the people who are just listening only and not watching us. Tell them how they can get in touch. If they know a veteran, if they're, if their family member is a veteran who, who would, would benefit from these services, how do we get in touch with United Veterans Beacon House? Well, the website is www.uvbh.org. UVBH.org for United Veterans Beacon House, UVBH.org. Uh, Frank, Frank, thank you for that. Tell me some of the stuff. Let's talk more about services. Well, not, not only did they not know, but like I, I said, which is a big part of it, a lot of them felt, a lot of the vets felt they weren't entitled because they didn't see combat. But what I always bring out to their attention, I said, listen, you're, you're, you're a, a U.S. soldier, airman, seaman. You were ready to go into combat if you were called. Well, you're not. And every one of them said yes to me. So, so if I'm hearing you correctly, and I, I can kind of understand that mindset, they feel like, well, I didn't put myself out there like other men and women did. So maybe I shouldn't get like they're kind of, I don't, this is my own taking advantage of it or they're not your, your words entitled. They're not entitled to it. But the point is they were ready to go. Yeah. They were prepared and they served their country, you know, just maybe not in a combat situation. So uh, Frank, tell if there's veterans listening who are not seeking services, talk to them, please. Right now. If you can. Yeah. I give you a, a quick scenario. Me and my cousin went into the military at the same time. He went to Germany. I went to Vietnam yeah. at the point in my career. Many years after he got discharged, he said to me, you know, I'm not feeling good. I, I need medical attention. I, I'm in between jobs. Uh, what do you, do you think I could go to the VA? I said, you mean you have never signed up at the VA? He goes, no. I said, why? He said, because I didn't go to Vietnam. I went to Germany. He, my own cousin, they, he didn't, never realized. He never took advantage of the service. So listen, if you're if you're connected to a veteran, if you know a veteran, if you are a veteran, I am not a veteran. I appreciate and am thankful for everything veterans have done for this country. I have not served, but I'm telling you, if you have, go seek. You deserve this. 
you serve this country, you deserve the support, and this country is there to support you. So I will tell you, I had my own misconception that the VA wasn't really, you know, hadn't looked out for people enough, but I think it's a matter of the people just unaware. It's an educational thing, Frank. That's what I'm hearing from you. There's a lot of them that still are unaware of what they, the VA has tried over the years. They threw a lot of money into advertising to, to get the attention of veterans and let them know there are services. They even have veterans coming back from Vietnam, um, I mean, Iraq and Afghanistan. They, If they walk into the VA, there's a clinic where they'll get five years of unconditional services, 100% services at the VA. This is incredible. All right, Frank, you're an incredible resource. Your organization obviously is doing very, very special work for our veterans. Guys, it's uvbh.org. We shared it on Facebook, uvbh.org. I'm actually going to share it when we go to break. We're going to go to break right now. We come back. Louis Falco is with us. Louis is going to tell us about his organization. While we're at break, I'm going to share with you all the, the website for uh, for Beacon House. And we come back. When we come back, here's what's going to happen. We have another song for you because you, you've heard many of you might know if you're hanging out with me. I talk about this now because this is something that's important. 22 a day. We keep hearing that number 22 a day. We're losing 22 veterans who we're losing their life to suicide, which is an absolute tragedy. Well, there's 14 of those that, that Louis is going to talk to me about that are not even seeking services and not even to, this is a great way that this conversation is going guys, because Frank, you really set up the problem and the challenge and what's going on. And Louis has more solutions to that with his organization. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to a 90 second break. We're going to come back. Uh, Dylan's going to play a song after I come back and that's going to set the stage for Louis Falco to talk about his organization Operation Initiative Foundation. Tommy D in the attic, philanthropy and focus. We'll be right back. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. All right, we got a big show today. Philanthropy and focus. 
Um, we're going to play another song. This is really cool. I feel like a DJ today, guys. I feel like, you know, yeah, it's a talk show, but we got music too. So this is pretty special. It might have to be a regular thing. This is another show, another song. It's called Reaching 14. Louis, you wrote this song. Is that right? Wrote the lyrics. Wrote the lyrics. Jojo did the music. Jojo Falco. What's up, Jojo? Uh, <laughs> I like that. I like nicknames. I actually did a video earlier this week. I go, all right, this week we got Frankie and Louie and Tommy D in the attic. And it sounded like <laughs> it's kind of like the beginning of like a Goodfellas type movie, you know, but <laughs> especially with these three last names. But anyway, we'll leave, we'll leave it out there. So let's do this. Jennifer, Jennifer, I'm totally screwing up your name. I Maybe I'm not. Scrab it or scrub it. There we go. go. We're close. Jennifer is the the singer on this. So let's, uh, so when Dylan's going to play that song, Reaching 14, Louis is going to tell us about the significance of that 14, and we're going to dive into what his organization does. So Dylan, back to you. Take it away. A little music. so poignant i mean so many lyricists it's poetry right it's it's a it's about telling a story and once you put it to music man so special um thank you for letting me play the music i know you had sent me this music a couple weeks ago and it, it it is not exactly what we do here on the show and i'm glad we did it today so tell me about that song tell me about operation initiative tell me uh look we're going to talk ptsd we're going to talk about mental health we're going to talk about how you have this manual to solve for a lot of these issues. Take it away. Start with the manual. And I have to say that when I started doing the research for this, 
I was referred to Mr. Amafatano by a good uh, vet advocate, Mary Joseph. She said, you must meet Frank. And when I got to see Frank, you know, I thought I was getting everything together. And then he told me what he did with his organization. And I said, hey, man, I'm just a rookie. I want you in my book, okay? You need to be in my book. And I want to tell everybody that's out there listening, I haven't met a person like Frank or the organization of all the workers that are here at the United Veteran Beacon House that care more about veterans and getting them on their way than the United Veteran Beacon House. And it's a pleasure and honor to know them, not only as a friend, but a vet advocate together. Thank you, Louie. Thanks for saying that, Frank. Thanks for all you do. Okay. Uh, Reaching 14 goes with the testimonial that you'll find in the webpage under testimonials from Dr. Cutler. Dr. Cutler just retired from the VA. He was one of the head psychiatric doctors there. And he wrote a beautiful thing about how we reach the community. And I was thinking of a way how we could do that. And then this song came uh, to tuition. The 14 veterans that are committing suicide do not go into the VA for some other reason or not. And they don't know, is there an answer? We at Operations Initiative, we offer what we call holistic nucleus, which has about 10 different modalities that help reduce stress or post-traumatic stress and in turn, maybe stop them from committing suicide. What we do is we establish and raise awareness for veterans and their families, past, present, and future, who do suffer. If the veteran does not have the money or the insurance to take care of it, our foundation will pay for their treatments. What type of treatments are we talking about, Louie? I mean, you know, traditional... I feel like mental health is, is certainly a, a conversation that, I, well, I talk about it a lot, but I feel like it's a conversation that we're all having a conversation more and more. We're more aware of these things and we're more focused on getting people services that they need. Um, but, you, you know, I, I would think some of the services, you, you say holistic nucleus, not exactly, you know, words you would necessarily think in in like a macho society, you know, it sounds like, you know, the yoga mat, and like, you know, like the kind of different focus. T- talk to me a little bit about this, this stuff we're talking about, because we know, you and I know listen, this work. Listen, so tell me. Know, I'm a Viet- Vietnam vet. I have suffered from post-traumatic stress. Okay. I've also had Agent Orange. And when I think I needed something to give back to these new soldiers, because every time I run into a soldier from, you know, Afghanistan or Iraq, they said that we laid the you know, groundwork for them. So, and they were committing suicide at a, a, a more increased pace than we were. And I'm saying, why are they doing is, this? Let me ask you, what does that mean, lay the groundwork? What are they referring to when they say that? What do you mean? You said they laid, you laid the groundwork for them, meaning from a service perspective or from being, bringing awareness? No, to- just as far as, as far as bringing the holistic okay. part of this equation like, you know, if they're on the medication and it works for them, God bless. Right. Okay. But if it's not working and that's when you go to the extreme where you will put yourself on the edge and yeah. walk that thin line, there are things like meditation, sound therapy, yoga, acupuncture, 
hyperbaric oxygen solutions, which is one of the, one of the best things for mild traumatic brain injury. Havening, which was one of the newest form of uh, modalities that helps reduce the trauma that's lingering for 30, 40 years. Havening, right? Course chiropractic, massage therapy, Reiki, neurobiofeedback, holistic energy healing, holistic oils, there's animal therapy, and we're introducing the newest thing called reconciliation, rec reconsolidation of traumatic memory. It's just happening right now. You guys are on the cutting edge of this stuff, though, Louie. You're out there searching for the better solutions. You're trying to find, like you said, if the drugs are working, the medication is making the improvement, great. But if it isn't, there's other options out there, and it's about going out and looking for them. And, and your organization helps facilitate these options. You, you vet it out. You provide the ideas of who to go speak to, right? Well, through the help of you know, what you're doing, Tommy, I mean, this is helping get the word out throughout the New York area here. And we have more veterans here in Nassau, Suffolk, and in the city than they have any other place in the world. I mean, we're first to fight. Okay, yeah. so when they come back, let's give them every opportunity to heal themselves from hell. And if you've gone to war, you know it's hell. Why? So for, let, this is more for the people listening for a second. Why would we not be giving these individuals every opportunity? Why would we not? Of course we should. Okay. And it, the fact is it takes organizations, it takes nonprofit leadership to get out there and find these solutions and bring these solutions. And that's what, you know, thank you for saying, you know, what I'm doing. I appreciate that, Louie. But if it isn't for stories like what you're doing, you know, I, I don't have a show. <laughs> I got, and I'll, be, I'll be talking about something else. Listen, it's, you know, we're all macho, you yeah. know, and I'm concerned about the female veteran who's taking it on the chin really bad. But, you know, us men, you know, once we find a wife and we have kids, we put all that stuff on the back burner and we go to work every day, you know, and this is another thing for the police and the firemen. They can't talk about post-traumatic stress. They'll lose their badge. They'll lose their gun. Okay. It's something that can be taken care of confidentially. Mm. Okay. And it, you can't understand the simplicity of how this holistic stuff works. It actually works. Works. Can I, can I interject yeah, for a minute? Frank. Yes. Lou can attest to this. Uh, you know, a lot of the bureaucracy gets in the way. They don't have enough funding. They don't have the laws. And so that, that gets in the way. And just what he just said when he spoke about the police and firemen and uniform workers, they don't want to admit it because they're afraid of losing their employment. Uh, you know, uh, in a lot of cases, the union steps in and helps. But in a lot of cases, the union doesn't. And people, you know, they're embarrassed. They get embarrassed. But uh, when we identify people in that situation, uh, the, my first phone call is to Lou. That's incredible. Talk about the collaboration between, you know, two nonprofit organizations. I, I just love that. Uh, I, I want to give a shout out Robin Canariato post. Uh, I'll have post tour processing. You all need to meet her. She worked with first responders and veterans in a um, a, a scenario where she helps them process through what they've gone through. She's been on the program. I'll get that connection uh, to her because it's, it's a confidential level of service where it's either first responders helping first responders or veterans helping veterans. I think there's definitely a fit there. I want to shout something out to you, Louie, that you want to check out, which is something that I haven't done since COVID happened, but I used to do flotation therapy, which I think you need to get in that manual flotation therapy. You go in a, a tank, like it looks like an eggshell. And you, you literally, they put 1,200 pounds of Epsom salt in there. So you float like a cork 
and you, 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 you're weightless and there's darkness. And it's a place where people really, you talk about meditation, talk about slowing down. I first, well, I need to slow down sometimes guys, in case people couldn't get that from just the personality, but it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's something that we should talk about. It's your genetics. Yeah, it is. No kidding. And I'll tell you the other thing too, obviously equine therapy. I sit on the board of horse ability. I know you mentioned Palomine. I had Eileen Shanahan on here last week from Warrior Ranch. And, uh, you know, horses are incredible. And you mentioned dogs and all these things. I know we're going to have to have you both back on the show because there's so much more to talk about. Louis, when we come back, Frank, when we come back, I want to do this. We're going to take a quick break. We come back, Frank. I want you to hit on something that I didn't get back to. The fact that your organization has grown so substantially because of the vocational side of things, because the organization is hiring veterans to do the work. So when we come back from break, we're going to do that real quick. Uh, I want you to talk about that. Then I want you both to tell me about the future. What's upcoming? What do you need? Who are the connections? Like I said, Louis, you should know flotation therapy. We'll talk about that later on. But like, these are the things I want you to ask me and my listeners for. So we're going to go to break. I'll share the Operation Initiative website for you all to check out on Facebook. We'll be back. Frank will talk vocation. And then we will get right back into what do you guys need going forward. We'll be right back. Philanthropy and Focus. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Put me in the attic. I mean, not literally. Like show up my house like standing on the porch knocking on the front door like don't really join me in the attic but virtually join me in the attic watch and listen on facebook or on talkradio.nyc i entertain myself when i tell that little story about joining me in the attic but here's the thing this has been a special month already for me the month of july 2022 i have decided now that every july we're going to do this and we're going to just keep featuring organizations there might be a whole nother show that i should do once a week I mean, there's plenty of veterans or organizations. Maybe I should do this once a week and spotlight on a Tuesday organization. We'll talk about that, Sam Leibowitz. All right. So 
Louie, just come off mute. Frank, come off mute. Let's make sure we're all back. Frank's off mute. Louie, come off mute. And then what we'll do is, excuse me, Frank, tell me about, you started to say this and I, I took it in a different direction earlier, but the reason, or one of the ways the organization has grown so large is because of what you're doing, hiring veterans. Tell me about that. Well, we, uh, we have veteran preference in hiring. Over 50% of our staff are veterans. And we had a one, at one point, we had a, uh, a, a job training program with the VA, but unfortunately due to funding, it, it, you know, we, the VA couldn't uh, provide the uh, transportation to the veterans because a lot of veterans that come to our program, we, we provide housing for veterans that suffer from substance abuse, PTSD and TBIs, traumatic brain injuries. That, that's our, 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 our core, our base uh, for our housing. Our housing is emergency housing, transitional housing, and permanent housing. But education is a big part of what we do to uh, people that come into the program, uh, to get people educated, to get their benefits in place. And also what I call, we take a veteran man and woman from uh, birth to death. Birth being that they come here because their life is, is uh, has a lot of turmoil in it, and they, they need help getting it straightened out. They, you know, they, they really just need uh, a helping hand, you know, just to, somebody to be there for them. And, we, and it, it works. It works because well, one year we did a statistic. I'm not great on statistics. I, I'm more of a out in the field type of person. But 78% of our residents moved on to better things in their life, better quality of life. We did that statistic, uh, you know, with the VA at one point. We do it uh, periodically, not not all the time. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, Tech savvy. It's all good, man. You're always trying to shut the damn thing off every day. (laughs) Apologize. It's all good, Frank. Frank, coming back on. Before I ask Louie, I want to ask you, how, how can we help? How can I help? How can my community help? How can my network help? Well, there's a, a lot of things we need. Like since COVID, we need all paper goods, uh, you know, plastic forks and knives. We, we adopted that. Uh, paper goods is a big, big expense for us. Linens, linens, another big expense. People aren't going to believe this, but when you, somebody comes to you and a sheet, a blanket, a towel, a pillowcase becomes a personal item. So in the early days, people were leaving with it, and we say, hey, these people are stealing this stuff. Then we realize, no, this becomes a personal item. So we give For it somebody to somebody who may not have had a personal item when they yeah. got you, right? Oh. So we, we, we try, and through a lot of organizations on uh, Long Island, we, we've been able to provide anywhere from one to three sets of linens for a, a new resident so they can take them with them when they leave if they choose to. That, 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 that's a big item. Are there certain companies you think that if you aligned with, they could donate linen or get a much reduced rate of the companies on Long Island that, you know, maybe we can think through our networks that might be good. And you don't have to, if you don't know now, but if there's anything on your mind that you'd like to know, maybe we can get you there. We, we had a realtor one time, um, Caldwell Banker, mm-hmm. that chain of real estates, the uh, person that was in charge of the area, the district manager, she did a challenge. And they, they came through. It, it was probably the most successful fundraiser we ever had. They brought in the linens that lasted us for three years. 
Wow. That's it. How many winners they brought in? That, that, that's what I'm talking about, guys and gals and people. When I'm saying get out there and get involved with nonprofits, get out and do something, it's good for – I was saying this. I was in a meeting last night, and as much as I do, and people might think it's so selfless that I go out and do things, I do it because it makes me feel good. So I end up thinking it's pretty selfish. You know, like if I – you know, when I do something, if I, if I was dropping off with my kids a whole bunch of brand-new linen that are going to veterans and to go to your organization – that would make me feel really good. What I'm trying to convince everybody of, if you like feeling good, go do something for someone that's not you. And it, it's a weird situation, but it makes you feel good. Frank, I know you're going to say something, so make it quick because I want to get to Louis too. I'm going to tell you, one of the silliest things, a, a veteran called me up one day. He was a post commander out in Patchogue. He said, hey, we're doing a fundraiser. We're raising toilet paper. I said, toilet paper? He raised, he raised 19,000 rolls of toilet paper. Oof. That toilet paper, I can't tell you how much money it saved us over the next two years. So it's the basics, man. It's the basic, yeah, basic items. People basic, are creating. basic items. I mean, the things we need. And I think we've, I think we all learned a lot about that during COVID when you couldn't get toilet paper off the shelf anymore, or paper towels or stuff like that. Right. So Louie, I, I just don't want to run out of time. I want to jump to you, Louie, real quick as well. The future of the organization, your organization, relatively smaller compared to Frank's organization. What levels of support do you need? How can we help you? All right. I just want to say one thing. I need to uh, shout out to Rotary because they gave this veteran the shot. Former district governor was Catherine Gibson and the man who passed away who helped me get this manual, Mr. Tony Massinio. Without those two people, this would never happen. Okay. In the interim, because of the COVID and everything, I'm tired of using that as an excuse, but we need money for treatments, okay? Because they're not cheap. Some are very inexpensive, but then some, you know, are very expensive. Mm-hmm. We need money for that. And we want to do the 14th edition because there's so much more information coming in. This new thing uh, with the reconsolidation, okay? And uh, with the animal therapy, we need to get the word out as much as possible and expand it into the other parts of the Bronx, you know, Brooklyn and Manhattan, Staten Island to get our area, you know, let them know that the veterans here, we have the organization to help them, but we definitely need to get funded here to keep this thing going. It's, it's been a rough, it's been a rough trip. I'll tell you that. I want to, you know, look, I know I'm going to personally do this. Louie, we'll talk about it after the show at some point in the next week or so, getting you into my network, getting it connected to the people. Uh, I, last night, I had my friend um, uh, Linda Beagle Shulman of the Scott J. Beagle Memorial Foundation. I had her come to a networking. I, we, we run a national networking organization. Shout out to everybody at TNG, the networking group. But we, you need to come with me to these places. Like, that's the thing that I can do is get you into my world. So we'll do that. I would love to do something fun, and this is not about me, but I would love to do maybe some kind of outing, whether it be at, at Horse Ability or maybe at Warrior Ranch Foundation or where I, you bring all these organizations together where we can really hang out and, and find ways, you know, that are serving the same communities. Believe it or not, we're out of time. Louis, say one last thing, and then I'll have Frank say one last thing, and then I'll say some things. I'm going to say one thing. God bless you, Tommy, for doing this for us. Because this is a beautiful thing. Thank you, Lou. And I appreciate that you have Frank and I on because where else can we be without this country and the people that really care? Let's put it that way. Thank you. Thank you. Frank. The Beacon House is a community-based organization, but we take veterans in from every state in the union. We're from uh, Hawaii, Alaska, 
we've serviced veterans from all over the country. And, you know, I, I have a bunch of questions about, you know, more about both of your organizations, which just means we just have to do this show again, whether it be Frank and I or Frank and Louie and I or Louie and I, whatever. Let's just do it again. This show is called Philanthropy in Focus. My name is Tommy D. I call myself, as you know, the nonprofit sector connector. The whole month of July, we're doing this work for veterans organizations. I'm looking around at my different monitors because there's some couple things I want to say to some people. Shout out to some of my biggest fans, Mick Collins, Robert Rosner. I know you're checking in. Gary Glick, we appreciate you focused on the show today and spending time with us on Facebook. I want to connect with you, Gary, so see what, how I can help your organization. Next week on the show, Sail Ahead, whose mission is using sailing in the ocean as, as a therapeutic platform to help veterans heal from post-traumatic stress disorder. Spread the word about PTSD and veteran suicide awareness and honor, as they call them, our mates. They carry around the uh, the names of the mates that they've that that uh, have lost as a as a representation of uh, of how how many folks we're losing. So uh, Sean and Killian from that organization will be on the show next week. Louis, Frank, thanks for how you've served this country and thanks for how you continue to serve our veterans. I just want to be a small part of the change you guys are making. I look forward to connecting with you both in person very soon. Everybody else, make it a great day. Serve your nonprofits. Take care of our veterans. Dylan, hell of a job on the production today. Thank you, brother. Make it a great day, everybody. I'll see you later. Bye now. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? 
I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 